Blog Talk Radio. We do this for the people, we empower people. We do this for the people, we embracing freedom. We do this for the people, we empower people. We do this for the people, we embracing freedom. We do this for the people, we create it equal. Talking about the subject that'll help you be a leader. It's time to use your mind. people and welcome back. Uh, it's your boy Anthony. I'm currently trying to untangle some cords so that you know I can have a sane setup here. But um, I'm joined uh, by Mikey. Good evening, good evening. And I have Miss Ramona Shanae on as well. Hey everybody. Hey. And Miss Plain Jane will be joining us shortly. Uh, she had a call with her employer so that's important. Um, yeah, because we all, you know, this isn't a getting us rich and famous. We all have real jobs unless y'all want to chip in. Hint, hint. Um, we had some time off last week. I know that y'all missed us. Uh, we were missing a Mikey um, who uh, was trying to die on me again. Um, we were missing a Ramona Shanae who was called to, you know, her ministry, which is more important than this. And we were missing the kid who was at work because, again, unless y'all want to make it rich and famous, um, we have other jobs. So for the time being, hint, hint on the rich and famous part, by the way. Not so much the famous, just the rent, the rich. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have to be famous um, either. Famous is famous, okay. Rich, better. Rich, I think Mikey's dead enough. He's got like every who type organization looking for him right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> KGB, All right, so. CIA. <laughs> <laughs> that explains so much of what's wrong with him right now. It's you know, man. really, oh, that does. That sounds mm. about right. Try to take me out of the game. Trying to take them. Out. I never thought Jeez. about that. Me either. Now we have something else. What a way to go, too! Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> awful. <laughs> oh, well, man. welcome back, Mikey. We're glad that you're doing better. Yeah, me too. I'm glad to be back. All right. So tonight we're going to um, we're going to cover the news of the past, you know, couple of weeks. All the stuff that's sprouted up. But um, also, today is the one-year anniversary of Charlottesville, Virginia, and the incident went down there, and the fact that there apparently is um, a march on Washington either happening or planned. Um, so should be fun. Um, we're going to step away. We're going to play a little bit of a propaganda in Toby Weekly, um, Fallen, and we'll see you all right back after this uh, quick break. They say that we're falling. They say that we're falling. 
So let's see where to start at. Uh, yep. Ma'am? I was just going to say that, yeah, there's so many different topics that are going on this week. Um, just from, like, what I've been saying, um, like, crazy. <laughs> uh, like, different things that I've been posting. And it's not just about, you know, what... 45 is doing let's and you know i know we have a special segment for that but um you know part of one of the rallies and i know we'll get to charlottesville in just a little bit as well um but like one of the things that really that i saw that on louisa people radio that really hit home for me was the story about um the 22 year old father with the two sons that went to walmart to go make s'mores with his kids you know, that was, mm-hmm. I saw that, that was so, it, it's not sad. I mean, it is sad. Like, is this our new normal? I hate to say that that's a new normal. You know, and if some of y'all don't know what we're talking about, um, and I'll just read the caption. Um, he was 22 years old, a father of two sons. He went into Walmart to buy marshmallows chocolate and graham crackers to make some s'mores at a family cookout. While shopping, he picked up an unpackaged BB pellet air rifle at the store sporting goods section. A customer called 911, claiming that John was pointing the gun at people walking by. I'm sure you're carrying the gun to take it to the the checkout station. And, um, you know, and I don't want to be rude about that establishment. A lot of times they don't have people in the back at the sporting goods section. And, you know, there's, of course, those two famous lines that you have to stand in for nine hours to, you know, get things done. So, yeah, if you're carrying it through the store, you know, and I can, and I can see why people might have been scared and called 911 or whatever. You have somebody carrying a, what looks like to be a gun through the store. So, um, but anyways, but since the security video has been released, the, the customer has now recanted. He was carrying a BB gun in the store that sold the gun in an open carry state. The police arrived, went directly to him, um, went directly to him, and shot him twice before he even knew what was going on. He died at the hospital, and the grand jury decided not to indict the officers. Um, and John Crawford III mattered. So that's that's the story that's on, you know, that that's posted on We the People Radio. Now, looking at the story, you know, for me, just because this is actually one I had not heard of, I think it is sad. It is so tragically sad. But I see so many errors in the way that this happened, that it went, that it took place, or whatever the case may be. So, you know, and then I have questions. Like, did the officer just, the officer just shoot him? You know, no warning, no no get down on the ground, no whatever. You know, they just walked up to him and shot him. So, you know, those are some of the questions that I have. Another thing that that's plaguing around social media right now, um, and, I know, and I know that this story is a little bit, you know, four years ago. So there's another one that's going around social media right now, and it's about – 
I guess there was this young girl working at a donut shop, it says. Um, it looks like it might have been Krispy Kreme. Not like I know what Krispy Kreme really looks like all the time, but just by the, the lettering that was on the thing. So a guy is standing in his nursing uniform or his medical uniform. Uh, the girl is behind the counter. The girl starts, um, they're, they're having some type of exchange, you know, some type of verbal exchange that's going on. So he calls her, you know, something not right or whatever, or a child. And she's like, well, who do you think you're talking to, whatever the case may be. And then it, it proceeds to go on. Um, he decides to leave the establishment or whatever. And upon leaving the establishment, he calls her a racial slur. He calls her the N-word. Calling her the N-word, you know, and then walking out. Now, she's smart enough to say, I'm going to go out there and go get his tag. I'm going to go get his tag and reads his tag out, pictures it, video chats it, does everything else. But the question that, and I believe this is on Sean King's page, the question that came up was, what was the altercation that happened? The video came in midstream as to both of them yelling and screaming at each other, you know, with this altercation. And then, you know, the very end where she calls him, you know, a SOB or whatever the case may be, and he calls her the, the racial slur, the N-word, and she gets his tag. Now everybody on social media, we're getting ready to go get this dude's job. We're going after his job. We're, that's it, point blank, whatever. But then there's people that are questioning what happened prior to this. The argument came in mid-conversation, you know. Oh, you know, you're acting like a child. Oh, who do you think you talk to? Um, you're a child. You're a SOB, and you're a beep and beep and beep in. Okay. Does it really matter? So I guess that was the question that posed. And, Anthony Armand, you can um, – I know that um, our other two parties are, are a little bit busy right now, but you can chime in on this. So did it matter what happened prior to that? Before the before the video started recording, regardless or does of what it happened, not matter, the racial slur was used. Regardless of what happened, once you decided to go ahead and drop an n bomb on the world, you changed the game. So who cares what whatever the altercation? You could have called her almost everything under the sun, and and not made it a racist thing. People have altercations all the time where they don't necessarily get along. I mean, we're not all going to get along in this world. Once you decide to change it up and take it somewhere else, then, yeah, you deserve to be whatever consequences that you're going to get from it. That's fine. And he posted, um, you know, this heart. And, and here's the thing. So, yeah, people say things in anger and out of anger or whatever the case may be. And not condoning that a racial slur should be utilized and at all whatsoever. But he went back to apologize to her. He went so? back to apologize. He went back to apologize to say he was sorry and that he did not. Um, and I'm going to see if I can find um, this thing again. So 
Because that star is going to make everything better. He says, I'm Mm. so sorry. There is nothing I can say that would change what I said. I drove back up there and I tried to apologize and she was gone. I regret every word that I said. There is no excuse to ever say those horrible things. I hope only that me sharing a public apology in this incident that you could show me some grace. I was upset about another issue and it spilled over into this and I can't apologize enough. And that's what he said. So out of the abundance of the heart the mouth does speak. Okay. But what about those people that really just have a bad day? You can have a bad day again and call her everything you want to in the book. Flick her off, moon her. I mean, there's all sorts of beautiful things that I could drum up for you. But you can do all of that without going all senior racist on somebody. So does that make him a racist or does that make him somebody who used an inappropriate word? Yes. <laughs> do all of the above then? <laughs> At that time, so I guess, once you decide to do that, it makes you a racist. Is he a racist person? No. Were you a racist at that time? Sure. Is he a racist person? I don't know. I don't know the man in his daily life. But, you know, once you decided to do that, you entered the realm of, sure, I'm a racist. If you didn't want to be considered a racist, then you might not have wanted to do that. Or was he just somebody that just needed to get his head knocked off, you know, for having a bad day and utilizing a word that was inappropriate? Mm-hmm. Mikey, what say you, man? Or, or is it the question, and before what say ye, Mikey, is it the question of if you utilize the word, does that make you a racist? Maybe that should be the question. If you are comfortable utilizing that word from that guy's perspective, then sure. I can understand the anger again. I'm not mad about that. You're quiet. You okay? Haha, I've been trying to talk and just realized this whole time I was on mute. Wow. Oh my god! I I was I thought y'all were just ignoring me because I'm white, no. but that's okay. It's fine. It's all good. I just figured that what I had to say wasn't important. I was really trying to speak, and then I just looked at my phone and was like, "Dang." Okay. So my question. Wait a my minute. Question, the question that I have, and everybody's over here shaking their head at me like everybody's just like, I can't believe he, first of all, admitted that on air. Um, there, I, I agree. There's Once you, um, once someone like me uses that word, it's, it's very bad. It's not something, but... And I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not trying to to justify it. And I'm not trying to say anything. 
I think the confusion that comes in is how come if a white person says that word, we're racist, but if a black person calls another black person that word, that's just how we talk. Oh. How come, how come the black person's not racist too? I'm glad you've asked that question, Mikey. I mean, I can you know, the, same myth. the women have okay. a tendency to call each other the B word and say, that's my B. Let you say it That's and true. see what happens. Every ethnicity, every group of people, it is. Every group of people have something that they can even, I don't care, and it can cross and go in like fraternities and stuff like that. They can do their thing, call each other whatever else, and you can't do it. I don't care what it is, there's, always, there's a line that every group of people have within it. Whether you're Hispanic, or, you know, because I've heard and I've got Puerto Rican friends that call each other all sorts of stuff that I'm not going to repeat on here right now, that I'm sure would get most people beat up. And it just is what it is. I've got Jewish friends that make certain jokes and call each other that it up, and it just is what it is. So, yeah, there is a double standard. And it just is what it is. So it, it's what you're saying that once you utilize a racial slur concerning another race, at that point you're racist. When you're utilizing that racial slur in such a way to where you're you're utilizing it to cause someone else harm, and you're doing it in a way to to, to hurt, let's say you're weaponizing it. Put it that way. Okay. Then yeah. Once it becomes weaponized, and, and I guess that's the difference, is because when 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 a group of black folks are using it upon uh, you know in between each other, they're not weaponizing it. There's a term of endearment involved in there, which is a complex situation. There is nothing endearing about that. Again, it's a complex situation. There's nothing endearing. I'm so sorry. how do you? So how do you judge the intent behind it? Because with that, I mean, so like if you if you stub your toe and you start cussing because you're mad, you're cussing because you're mad and because you're hurt. So if this guy just used it because he was mad, it's not necessarily that he weaponized it. He just used the inappropriate word that he sure. should use. No, no, no. He weaponized it when he aimed it, directed at her because he was mad. He knew it would hurt her. That's weaponizing it. He knew okay, that, but he that said he knew, he knew the impact. Again, in that moment, yes. Does that mean he's a racist overall? I don't know his life. I know in that moment he used something for that purpose, whether it be out of anger or whatever else, in order to try to offend, hurt, degrade, whatever you want to call it. So, so I guess so my question is If you're committing is a crime and you're doing it against a person of color or, or if you're doing it – against, you know, like a, a, a person of a different sexual orientation or whatever else, and you happen to mention a racist term or a derogatory term during that crime, it's a hate crime. Does that That's mean you're true. a hate-filled person all the time? No, it just is what it is at that time. But so if they're if they're standing there and they're chewing each other out, then the whole point of all of their words is to hurt the other person and to weaponize it. Correct. So, But there's this Bruh, go call. Okay, so a person who is of a different sexual orientation, call them the word 
that we're no longer allowed to say that we used to just talk about back in the days that will get you in so much trouble it's ridiculous now and see what happens. But yet, I've got friends that are, and they would throw it back and forth at each other all day like it's nothing. So, does it just mean that they utilize a racial slur, or are they because now you know, and nobody can and okay, well I can't even say that because um, you know you can sit there and say that nobody can judge the the heart of a man, but God. But then there's also that scripture out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, the feet. So, um, my thing is, so he comes back and he says he's sorry. He never should have done that. But then now everybody's gunning for his job. Get his job. Take his job. Get it. Get it. Take his job. Are they equally as, I don't want to say evil, that seems like the wrong word. But are they equally as responsible or hate-filled because they're utilizing those same terms? You know, they're, they're, his intent was to maliciously hurt, and now the people are responding to maliciously hurt. They want retribution. Everybody wants their so pound I, of flesh. So I, I, missed, I missed the beginning of the story. Um, so... Was he at work, or is this just was he? The girl, the girl was at work, so she was at okay. work. Nobody knows how this story started. It's just filmed with him standing in line, preparing to get whatever it is that he's going to order. There's like a person in front of him, and you know, all these names start coming through or whatever. So he says he's acting like a child. He she. He says that she's uh, he's she calls him a, a sob. Right. He's, he's, I mean, you know he's angry or whatever. He turns around, starts walking off. Apparently, he dropped something, and then he just very low key, you know, you blah blah blah. All right. And so was like, I mean, what did you say? And then he repeats it. Not once, but twice, told her three times. Correct. Like, say one more time for the cam- camera. She literally was like, say one right. more time for the camera. You blah, 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 blah. That's not like, an anger oh, thing for me. <laughs> so, but my question, I don't, I don't understand how this, how this world of social media has, has completely ruined everything about life. Um, what happened to when you were at work, you were at work? And if you did a good job, you did a good job. I mean, that's the part of it I don't understand. I get that he said something super inappropriate that he should not have said. They darn sure shouldn't have repeated it three times. But these people that are out there saying take his job, get his job, unless he was at work or in a uniform or somehow supporting. He, he was or, in a uniform. Oh, uh, well, then never uniform. mind. If you're wearing the uniform, yeah. you're an ambassador for that company, so... Yeah, and you want to be there's the question also is, should she lose her job too? And if, that's what some of the people are saying. If she was at work and she was treating a customer that way, absolutely. The customer is always right. As much as it sucks, anybody no, that's ever worked with true. the general public. 
hey, come on, man, you know good and well that you can't just bless out a customer every time you feel like it because they're an idiot or they say something you don't like. Correct. So a lot but that of, doesn't a mean lot the customer is always right, though. Well, it does. That it just means, means that you have to, you, you have to show it more restraint. It means you got to suck it up. Right. To an extent. You have to show more restraint than they do. Yes. But that don't mean the customer is always right. Because that's part of the reason that people are in that predicament now anyways, because folks want to always act like the customer is always right. No. And so people think they can just walk in and treat people that are in the service industry however in the hell they want to treat them. And nah, bro. But you can't retaliate while you're on the job. That's and the, and the that's whole, what they're customer so, so service. Like, yeah, I mean, no matter what it was, what industry she's in, if she's dealing with the general public, then there's a lot of stuff that I mean, I know that I've personally. You just gotta just sort of bottle that stuff up until you can find the appropriate outlet, whatever it is you choose to do, to to decompress and. And get away from that. You can't. You can't as as much as man. There's been plenty of times I would have loved to publicly argued with with a customer in public <laughs> because they're dumb. And I would love more than anything to tell them that that's something that if you deal with the general public, you're just not allowed to do. And then for her to be on the job and pull out her phone and then blast them on social media too, like most of the places I work, you're not supposed to have your phone with you either. So I don't I don't know where she works, and I'm not I'm just saying that if you're going to gun for one of their jobs, that it is appropriate that if you're going to get one, you got to get both. And I think and most, and most managers wouldn't have wouldn't have let it get that far unless that's God forbid she was she was the manager. That'd be even worse. Um, I don't know. But, I, I think she, from my understanding, she was. Like a a child or something. I, I don't know. No. But the thing is, it came in mid conversation. So it came in mid conversation, and then there are people that are saying, "Okay, this came in mid conversation. Where's the other right. half of the story?" And then you have other people that say it don't matter what the half of the other half of the story is. He used a racial term. His this dude's name address. Phone number, where he works at, what department is on. Um, they've already started calling his job, letters, everything else, such as that. Now, wow. it, I mean, it's it's done. It's, it's come tomorrow. He might as well just be like, okay, let's pack up and move. And, and then, um, my understanding, he they've already because he's some type of nurse or radiologist. They've contacted the doggone association, United States Association, like this dude would have to go back to school, go get a whole nother job, do everything else because he chose to use this, this racial slush. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, you know, either which way it goes. I, I just read the story. I was like, well, dang, you got yourself caught on camera and said all this other stuff. You know, and I'm looking at the situation like, okay, you're on camera. You know she's filming you. What? If you know the girl filming you, why would you bring? Why would you say that? First of all, you set your own self up for failure. Secondly, um, yeah, you did wrong, and you did try to come back and come do the right thing. You know that, and I, I think you know we've done things in anger and in angst, and we've came come back 
to do the right thing. Words hurt. And regardless of what type of words you use, if you put a weapon behind them, if you weaponize those words and in malicious intent to hurt somebody, then that is wrong. I know my husband tells me that all the time. So I hear that all the time. You did it with malicious intent in an effort to hurt me, blah, blah, blah. You are wrong. So therefore, I am wrong. But when I come back with a repentant heart and say I'm sorry and ask for forgiveness, is that no longer acceptable according to the standards and the foundation and the moral compass that we live on? And at what point does, do we stop, quote, quote, becoming a racist? We've used the word, we're sorry, we've learned our lesson, we don't want to utilize it again. Are we still branded as a racist at that point? And then a twist plot. Could it be with the anger and things that we have hate-filled with, you know, as black people or people of color, whatever we're going to utilize for this evening, we've come against this person so bad, whereas they might not have been a racist, We've now turned them into one. Could that be possible? No, you can't turn nobody into a racist. I think you can. You can make them not like you. But I don't think you... you, No. To to hate an entire... Remember, race... You're hating an entire race of people, dude. Like, I've had some people... I've had... Okay. I've literally had my lawnmower blown up and burned in, in our carport and bricks with Nick go home written on them, thrown through my windows in my house. And I don't hate an entire race of people. I just think the people that did it were a bunch of idiots. So, yeah. Well, what do you call it when you when you hate all stupid people? Because that's a group of people. Is there a term for that? That is true. We have to figure out a race or something for them. I mean, we have to figure I don't... That out because we need to create that and coin that. Yeah, oh I don't God. I don't discriminate against you based on, on the color of your skin. I discriminate against you based on the content of your mind and how stupid and ignorant you are. Correct. You can change that. So. It's the content of the character thing, like uh, MLK said, man. That's, all. That's right. So maybe he technically started hating all stupid people, and we're just, we're just following in the footsteps of a great man. Maybe that's what it is. I'll take it. All right. So we're going to change directions because we got caught off onto a tangent like we tend to and just cover a couple of other quick things. Um, an 11-year-old changed Florida's presidential vote at the World um, Hacking Conference. So just to let you know, the whole Al Gore thing carried weight, you know, him and George Bush and then the Trump thing. So folks have been apparently hacking these voter machines for a while now. Um, Flint, Michigan has not had clean water for about 1,572 days, just in case anybody else thinks that's a problem. Nah, they don't need clean water, he said sarcastically. Yeah. Uh, police are urged not to buy Dolphins tickets after Kenny Stills and Albert Wilson take a knee during the anthem. 
This is literally not about the anthem. And, and, and just to take myself off onto a tangent real quick, then I'm going to reel myself in for, for time restraint purposes. Everybody's always talking about people disrespecting the military, disrespecting the veterans and everything else, and literally will walk past veterans on the street that are homeless. They right. come home, and these kids are 20 years old, and they're shot out because they're riding down the street. And while they were over there in a war that they shouldn't be fighting in, and their friend got their head blown off their shoulders, and they got PTSD. I've got friends of mine who, you know, were seeing their friends get killed. I know my brother saw a couple people's heads get taken off. So you're worried about somebody kneeling for social injustice at the hands of people who are supposed to be, you know, paid protectors of the citizens of the United States. But you're, and you're talking about disrespecting the military, but you're literally not upset at the government for disrespecting the military because they're not taking care of the veterans. That's just... Preach it, sir. So... That's my little tangent that I said I was going to reel myself in, and I did a fairly good job. Thank you. Very um, good job. One of our favorite. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, one of our favorite people in the world, um, and in, 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 in case you've never heard a story, it's, there's a gentleman that goes around, and he finds clan members. Um, and people that are members of, of white supremacist groups and neo-Nazis and skinheads and everything. And it's a black man, and he talks to them. Um, and he basically helps to convert them. And a lot of times he ends up doing it. Well, you know, he's at it again. Um, and there was a Klansman who took a shot at a black man in Charlottesville last year, and this gentleman met with that Klansman and talked to him and, you know, helped him give up. And, and he was a wizard also. So not like a wizard like in Harry Potter is a wizard, by the way, like a wizard in the KKK, and helped the man, you know, give up the robe, which I always think that's a beautiful thing with, you know, folks reaching out across the aisle. You know, that's really reaching out across the aisle when you, you're willing to do that. Um, oh, yeah, there was a stolen, so a dude stole an airplane in Seattle, and now they're saying it's probably suicide. That's weird. They're not to me, probably the saying that, it. It's, that's not a probably saying it. Well, I mean, I guess they're saying it's suicide because they're trying to say that the jets did not bring, the military jets did not bring the plane down. Right. But... How do you get – I don't understand how you are able to get all the way out there in order to steal an airplane, dude, like at a major airport too. Not like – it wasn't like it was at some rink-dink airfield. This was a airport, the Seattle-Tacoma Airport. Like how do you do that? You just wander through with a hat on like in the movies and everything and pretend to be somebody else with some Mission Impossible music playing behind you? Well, he had access to those areas. 
Which means probably that somebody was there helping him out. Mm-hmm. No, he, he actually had he actually worked he worked for the airport. Yeah, which also means that somebody else probably knew what he was doing. Somebody people like that don't do stupid things by themselves. There's always somebody there to help them out. Regardless. No matter hey, how busy the airplane might be. Well, Sometimes we do do stupid things by ourselves. Maybe he just, like you said, just had access. And if he already worked for the airport, I'm sure he had nobody thought so twice about it until he fired up the jet and took off. Exactly. Like, well, but well, there's the thing. Yeah, he was a he, he was he was a planer. I mean, a deicer. He he worked the whole. He worked out there. Yeah. Okay, so where'd you but get keys from, bro? So they exactly. they left the keys in the cockpit, man. You know they they leave no. them above the sun visor in the car, that's just like the pickup truck. Though. They that's, just leave that's them a there. Procedure. Because a if you leave them, do airplanes have keys? Like, are they like cars? Do they have keys, mm-hmm. or if you can get in the cockpit, are you just good? I don't because you know I don't know. I don't know. Some I know smaller ones have keys. I know helicopters have keys, so. You've got to have a key for a jumbo jet, bruh. Nah, we're going to Google it. Hold on one second. You've got to have a key for that. Like, like, you Either know, way it goes. What do you... Go ahead. The jumbo jets have keys. They do not have keys. There are no they gotta keys. they got to have something, bruh. No. He just got... There's a toggle button that says... Google just told oh me how to get a jumbo jet. All you gotta do is get in there. Once you're in there, you're all set. A disclaimer. Discla- disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> if you can make your so way inside like the cockpit start? of a jumbo jet, you're all set. I guess so, man. So there's a toggle that's switch. Crazy. The main engines, there's a toggle switch or a push button. That's it. No fingerprint wow. scanner, no palm, or it, there, it even says be more security levels to that. The, the last line of this literally reads, it would be very easy to steal if you knew the systems. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the last line. That goes back to the duck boat thing. Yep. <laughs> Once you get in the cockpit, you're all set. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's messed up. I'm going to screenshot it so y'all, y'all don't think I'm making this up. It's literally the last <laughs> line. So all of a sudden, all these people are like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But That's just because he worked with the people doesn't mean that he knew how to fly a plane. Well, apparently he knew enough That's to get it in the air. That's why he crashed. That's, uh, oh, my God. Apparently he can find everything on Google, too. And, uh, yeah, sure can. Uh, beautiful. All and right. did you so all also, see the thing uh, that's going on in Chicago? About yeah. the uh, gentrification? Not the gentrification, but the thing where the police officers loaded up a U-Haul or something full of Nike shoes and then put it in the middle of the hood and then allowed, and then just was like, okay, one person saw what was in there and then everybody started going and stealing them and then they just started arresting people. It and was the, the, the people in the neighborhood came out and started chewing them out, and they got videos of them, and they're just chewing these cops out left and right. Like, and it's called a bait vehicle, you know, and they do it all the time. And it's like, 
you knew what was going to happen when you did this. Instead of you going, and they were like, instead of you going to spending all this money on shoes to put in a bait vehicle so you can lock people up, you should have spent all that money on some shoes and then pulled up and did a giveaway, and then maybe y'all wouldn't have so many problems with all these people in the neighborhood all the time that you do. And I'm like, because that was ridiculous. That's entrapment. That is entrapment, really. In a sense. Well, maybe one of our listeners will give us what true entrapment is. Um, But, yeah, I I saw that. I was just like a total and complete wow. Um, And then, you know, in the good old wonderful state that we're in, everybody's like, yeah, we should do it here. Get the criminals off the street. They should do an entrapment. But yeah, that's basically what they what they said. So you're going to but go to a place. Yeah, well, the, the whole premise is don't steal, and then you won't have these issues. Um, so don't go out, don't go stealing, and then you won't go to jail. But then the other people's argument is is that you know you're in a place with low income to no income, and people who have to right. scrape by to go get shoes. So you're putting shoes out in a place, and you're like, okay, here's shoes. One person goes to get his shoes and says, hey, this this vehicle's unlocked, and there's, you know, here's shoes. Somebody's giving away shoes, and people go get shoes. So it's like, why do that? Like, why? You're literally doing it on purpose. Your your whole purpose is entrapment. Whether or not you want it, you can legally call it entrapment. Yeah, your purpose is entrapment. And our disclaimer is that we are not lawyers or legal advice or people like that. Whether or not you can legally call it, it, to the folks, it looked like that's entrapment. Hmm. How about that? All, all I can think of, and this is this is showing my nerdiness again. All I can think of is Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> exactly right. It's a trap. Um, so we we may not can call also, it entrapment, but we can say it is a trap. It is, it is a trap. trap. Very it is a trap. good. We'll do that then. They Akbarred them jokers. They did. Also, uh, jurors gave a guy uh, $289 million. Wait, what? I'll say that again. Yeah. Jurors awarded a man $289 million. Jurors. Jurors, yes. Like in a jury. Awarded a man $289 million. Because they said he got cancer from Monsanto, who's evil. Quote unquote. What is that? You know, I'm not allowed to say whatever disclaimer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're Monsanto. Disclaimer. Um, So, yeah, somebody finally beat Monsanto. And even though, you know, 289 million, it's not a lot to them, Monsanto makes Roundup. 
They're also the world supply and leader in uh, GMO oh. grain and, and uh, seeds and everything. So basically, Monsanto got this thing to where, like, if say their seeds blow in your field and it starts growing their their stuff off their seeds, they can lay claim to your field because you have their seeds and their seeds are patented and now they own your stuff. Wow. Yeah. So, so you know, even though it's a drop strange. in the bucket to them, he, he still won. Um, basically, from from GMO a GMO case, finally won. How did it say how long was the case was uh open for? Uh, let's see. Because I, I tried, I had looked at that, but I didn't see anything about it. Yeah, it don't say. All I know is that um. They had gave it to him because he had some sort of cancerous infection spreading, and they said that he was going to die. And um, his wife wasn't going to be able to afford anything after he died because she uh, she worked two jobs for both her boys. He had lesions all over his body and everything else. Like, it got bad for him. And welcome back, Clean Jane. Hello, everyone. Um, also, uh, in the news, Omarosa is saying that uh, the Trump campaign offered her a job in exchange for her silence. So she's kind of like completely flipping her stance on Trump, which is kind of weird after all this time. And the fact that you let somebody pay you off saying more about you than it is them. So, you know. <laughs> Hey, sometimes you need, you know, no. you need money. Sometimes. No. No. And um, while while we're hitting on 45 in U.S. politics, you know, this week we decided to slap sanctions again, not only on Russia, but also on Iran. Just unilaterally decided mm-hmm. that we need to throw some sanctions their way. So, of course. Good times. I mean, and, and it. Everybody knows that economic sanctions don't cause wars. I mean, oh, wait. They do. Did y'all see uh, the new, uh, I guess, rule about the denutualizing of immigrants? The what now? Yep. Where their immigrants. Yeah, denationalization. That's how I would say. Sorry. And they've uh, they haven't done that since the fifties, but they're taking people yep. that I guess I guess um their old cases of if they had committed a crime or something while they were um, in the United States, even though they were here legal legally, they're going back and like taking away their rights as citizens and uh, so, so forcing them to leave the country. Yep. It's just like why But then I feel like what if all these people That are being important Make their countries great And we're not allowed to go to them Once war is being sought on us What if that happens like that Because if you really think about it I mean if people wanted to create Greater better jobs for their economy And stuff in their own countries they could 
if their government and stuff was really, like, you know, I guess, realistic to their people. But seeing how the United States is, like, I guess, turning their backs on a lot of other countries that once was there for mm-hmm. them in, like, I guess, their earlier days, I feel like now is the time for them to be, like, united in a different power that they used to have. Well, different from, uh, I guess, the whatever powers that we have and just band up for the minority countries that are um, being crapped on and ganging up and, I guess, rebuilding itself. That would be a but whole we re- national act. We really, war. we don't want that. Yeah, but... I mean, it's a great idea out. for other countries, but you, but you know what that would do to the United States? Kill them. Kill us. Yeah. So, we, disclaimer, we don't want to die. Yeah, but if they ban it up like a minority act or something like that and, like, got their own currency, kicked off the United States off their currency, been together and, like, did can all we that. Keep okay. okay. All right. Can so we keep the, you know all every those, time that happens. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, all those groups that are mm-hmm. after me, you're you're ticking off the people with the money. You might want to stop playing, Jane. So, okay. Stop those playing. are the ones. Saddam Hussein. Yeah, those are all, all, all well, these same in my things. opinion, those are all awesome people except, you know, Saddam Hussein. But what? like the They've person, also the same exact I, thing. What's the person that was uh Cuban the Cuban uh I was reading about Fidel Castro. Uh, Gaddafi? No, yeah, Fidel Castro. No, Fidel Castro. Yeah, him. I don't know. And I they've all like said him. the same thing that you said and all of them were declared public enemy dead. number one. And then we killed And Gaddafi got killed. Saddam got killed. Every time they tried to do their own currency and stuff like that, yeah. And unite the people. Yeah, but that was by themselves. This was them, like, I feel like if it was other countries and they did that on the hush-hush, like, without press and people. Yeah, you're right. But still, like, if they tried to do it and was just like, oh, we're doing this, but they were secretly doing this behind everybody's back. And uniting. You should check well, out the book the called Memoirs of the Economic Hitman. It will never happen because of them. And, and you're talking about countries doing it on the hush-hush. There are countries that have been meeting together currently to try to stop the U.S. dollar to be the world currency. Russia's met with China. China's met with Iran. Like, they're trying to go to an oil-backed currency again because they have all this oil and we don't. True. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, when we go to the next world war, because it's just a matter of time, this stuff happens in cycles. So when it does happen, and there's no disclaimer, another war is coming, it will be against those countries that had their little secret hush-hush meetings and want to get away from the U.S. dollar because our dollar means nothing. There's really no disclaimer. There's no disclaimer. Our dollar is worthless. The only reason the United States currency has any power at all is because the United States citizens and the world right now believe that it does. As soon as we stop being a gold-backed currency, our dollar is worth the paper it is printed on, and that's it. So there is, we there is have no, gold no back value. No, we no. don't. <laughs> and we haven't we since the 70s. Okay. No. The only thing that we have to back our currency is is, is lots and lots of guns. <laughs> that say hey. hey. Our our money's worth something. 
Right. And if you don't and believe it, it, we'll shoot you in the face. <laughs> so because disclaimer. the weapons are valuable. No disclaimer. But we, we, are the, we are the guy weapons. walking around with a really ugly chick, but the guy that's walking around with the ugly chick happens to be really huge. And he's like, man, my girl bad, ain't she? And everybody is like, Terrible. she sure is. Brothers, man, no. <laughs> right. But, okay. But still, though, like, I'm sure other countries have guns that are just as good and bombs that no. are just as potent. They're not. No, no, because we have sanctions no. and regulations in place that make it so that they're not allowed to. We make it they're so that, every, remember, we have a problem with Korea. No, remember, we have a problem with Korea testing out a missile because we're like, you're not allowed to have stuff that we have. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like that. Saddam, right, when Saddam and, and Iran and them kept trying to do nuclear stuff, we're like, no, you're not allowed to have what we have. We're allowed to have it because, because we can be trusted, even though we can't be trusted with anything else and we kill everybody all the time. And we're the only ones ever actually use one on civilians. We've done this before, by the way, you know, but we're the world police, so, yeah. And if you don't like it, we'll blow you up. Right, and, and that's proof. Ask Japan. Go over there and talk to your homies and ask them how they liked it. Because we've done it before. And what did they do to Iraq? They dropped the Moab on them just so they can keep reminding people, by the way, we got big guns, homie. So I have a curiosity question. Word. And, you know, since we're talking about Charlottesville and, you know, the year, where that's the one-year anniversary, I know that that is the purpose of all show this evening. So my question is this. So we have really, you know, we've, we we always hear about wars and rumors of wars, and thanks, Mikey, for throwing up my anxiety level to sad bit. But You're welcome. Do you believe that the world, since we have had our president in office, um, and yes, I, I still believe in putting respect on our president's name. Um, respect, my name. The, the With the president hey. now in office, excuse me, and everything that's going on in America, do you think that these other countries are just sitting back laughing at us and sitting there mm-hmm. like, we're going to let these fools destroy themselves? Probably. Like, we've got we're shooting, you know, each other. If it's not black-on-black crime, it's white-on-black crime. It's police against the citizens, the citizens against the police, the KKK is against this, white supremacy against that, Um, black lives matter against all lives matter. Um, It is the homosexual community and the, um, against the church, the church against that. You know, it's, We've got so much I don't like you going on in the United States of America that literally it's almost it feels almost as if other countries are sitting back and it's just like we don't even have to spend money to destroy this country because people are doing it themselves. We just need to sit back and let the, the president say and do and tweet and do whatever it is that he's going to do, and then the people can sit back and destroy themselves. 
I think well, the easiest way to destroy I, any organization is from the inside. Yep. I mean, look at look at we're a year we're a year now in the Charlottesville. Okay, it's a year later. One year later from the whole Charlottesville thing. And still we are having the most craziest time ever with what's going on. You know, well, well, uh, it's it's still where it is. Like I said, is this the new norm? We're going to read about um, somebody, the injustice of somebody being shot. We're going to read about the racial slur. We're going to read about, you know, because it's just constant thing. And, yes, a lot of these things were there prior to social media. But it is it is just rampant. It is so rampant right now that it's like, okay, you know, I read something, and I was a little bit disgusted, not in a state of, of like, disgust. Maybe I should say that. But I was like, wow, seriously. America has always been known as the most powerful nation in the world. America has always been known about that. And then the president has always been the most powerful person in the world. Outside of the, you know, what is it, the... Uh, the other, you know, secret organizations that have the money and they actually control everything. Can't think of the name of that right now. And the Illuminati's and things like that. Outside of those, the President of the United States has always been known as the most powerful man in the world. I saw something, I think it was on Time Magazine. They are calling President Putin the most powerful man in the world. Technically, he is. I mean, and for the millennials to think that this is the next generation we have raised up. And they're like, yeah, he is. I what do you guys want to be? I just want to say this, one: Russia is one of the biggest countries ever, ever. It's about half of China. I feel like it. Well, I don't know. I'm not really good at geography. But like I said, if, if President Trump is shaken by this man and by what he has to say and clearing things up and messing things up whenever he comes or whenever he's in a conversation or even in the area with him, then he must be pretty powerful for just him. Because I feel like he has to step on eggshells when it comes to him because you don't know what's up Russia's sleeve. Like somebody told me once, Russia's a wild card. And no one knows what they have. They just know that they're dangerous. So, so here's here's. Go ahead. I was just gonna say my my take on the whole thing was so I, I agree with what you're saying, Ramon Shanae, That in the past, the United States, the president was the most powerful man in the free world, but it's always been in the free world. So he's got uh-huh. the president has rules and regulations, and he is supposed to abide by Congress. And there are supposed to be checks and balances in place to control our president. Uh, Putin doesn't have that because if you disagree with Putin, he'll have you killed. No disclaimer, it's happened. It happens a lot. A lot of his officials that speak out against him just they end up dead. So, yeah, I mean that there's there's power in that, just like. 
just like the mob or the mafia, whenever you have an organization to where if you don't do what I like, I will kill you so you can't do it again, there's, there's, that's powerful, whether it's right, wrong, or whatever. There's power in that. That's why I could say why Time Magazine is saying he is the most powerful man in the world, because if you disagree with it, you'll end up sleeping with the fishes. Well, it's not just that, Mikey. It's not just that he'll kill you. He'll kill you and get away with it. A lot of people kill a lot of people. It's doing it and having zero fear of repercussions of of your actions. Right. Maybe, yeah. And there's a difference. That's it. You hit the nail on the head with that. You're absolutely right. That doesn't make sense. That's where the power comes in. He'll do it, pretty much say he did it, and nothing will change. Yeah. Didn't he say that happened to a reporter, somebody that mocked him? And he had them killed. Because that's when power kicks in. When you have. No fear of the repercussions of your actions whatsoever, and because plus, you like, know no nothing's going to happen. And, yeah, that too. And no one's like publicly shaming him. Like they're they they have respect for their I guess their officials over there. Like no, they don't. When they get out they of have fear. Fear, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> well. In, in the in the land of the gangster, they tell you they'd rather be feared than loved because fear lasts longer. And it does, yeah. It does. So I mean, Charlottesville, it one year later. <laughs> My, okay, so so you're talking about um, earlier. You said something about um, division or something like that. I'm trying to remember. I was going to say it earlier, and I should have. Lot was fresh. Um, I think it's all. I think it's all programming. I think it's. I think that that on the world stage now, and that's not just us, but um, but anywhere. When you're talking about the other countries, um, just sitting back and and watching us and and letting us destroy ourselves from the inside. A lot of this same stuff is happening in other places. We just don't have the same mindset of. We don't. We don't. We barely look up from our devices now to see what's in front of us, let alone what's going on on the global stage. So there are a lot of things that are happening in the global community that are not unique to the United States. Um, but I think that it's. I think that they're using social media now, because when you talk about Charlottesville, a, a lot of it gained notoriety because. It was broadcast on the news. It was broadcast through social media. There were all these events and all these videos and Facebook Lives and everything going. I think this is the new way of programming us. I think that I, I, I think it's organized. I think it's constructed. I think that there is someone behind the curtain, you know, like the Wizard of Oz. There's a man behind the curtain pulling the strings, even though it's probably an organization. So I think I think that everything that – has happened in the last couple of years or by design. I don't think they're accidents. I said I that, that last not, show. I'm probably, I probably, I don't think that's probably the direction you wanted me to take with that. But I think that everything that that has happened, um, even even before 45, even when Obama was in office, there were a lot of things, especially when it comes to to dividing the people, especially especially the racial division now. 
you're you're always bombarded with it, and I I know that it's out mm-hmm. there, and I and mm-hmm. I know that nope no you don't think so nope no that that some no. of that stuff is out there to divide and stuff like that on purpose. So I do. Do you remember the, just um just right the, because the narrative right. is there because you see it more, but. And people see it on social media and they see it on news and blah, blah, blah. But it's always been there. Right. So my point is, and my question to you is, since you said nope. So since you said nope, um, Mm whenever there's a a mass shooting, we always look at, at what happens afterwards and how quick the turnaround time is for gun control and crisis actors. So do you remember there was a video that posted? No, yes, I can, and you just listen. You, you hush and you listen. Excuse me. Hush and listen. Okay. I, I would Wait a like minute. to hear okay. the, the thought of Mikey. So, like do you remember there was, um, there was a video that hit Facebook? Um, maybe It may have been a year ago. It may have been a little before that. It was about a news reporter up in um, Minnesota, I think, or somewhere up there, and she was shot live on television. Do you remember that? It hit social yeah. media. You saw the reporter, she got shot, her camera person got shot, the chick next to her, like this guy just walked up to her, this black guy just walked up to her and shot her dead. Did you ever go back and, and look at some of the videos after the fact to where you could clearly tell that that video that was supposed to be a Facebook Live video was edited by camera angles and there were different shadows and stuff like that? So you can't tell me that some of the stuff that's out there to divide us because she was a pretty white news reporter that was gunned down by a black guy and like his... The, the color of his shirt changed or something. There was a lot of stuff out there that pointed to this was fake. So you can't tell me that there's not somebody out there trying to stoke the racial divide in America because there clearly is. Yep, I believe that. Like I said, full metal I'm not, I'm not saying that all of it is fake, and I know that it's not. And like the story we were talking about earlier to where the guy used the racial shirt slur, I mean, that's, that's probably not fake. He probably was really not having a good day and decided to say something super racist. You know, I'm not saying he did the right thing. I'm just saying, you know, I will say he made a mistake. So I'm not saying that all of it is out there, but I'm saying that there is a, a segment out there that is trying to push the racial divide in this country. And for someone that's so into conspiracies and so into other things to where you'll overanalyze everything else after it happens like how can you not take at least some of the stuff that we see with a grain of salt and I'm I done. agree with you Mikey okay I'm allowed to answer now yes okay. you're, you're allowed to answer now I have a question for you what kind of society do we live in if what you had to mean? put it in like so there's uh, socialism, there's communism, and then there's the one that we're in. The the cap the capitalism to where someone's got to capitalize on someone else. Okay. So I understand what you're saying because we live in a capitalistic society. I believe that the divide is real and it exists. I believe that there is also people capitalizing on it. Because in this society where we were taught capitalism, there is always going to be somebody there to capitalize on everything. 
Okay? True. So, yes, it's real. No, I don't think it's some giant organization. I think it's a, a, a couple of different people who are capitalizing on it for their own purposes. So you have all these right wing groups. These all, what is their disclaimer for? There's alt right. There's literally a group of people that call themselves the alt right. They're capitalizing on uh, this. Why are they capitalizing on it? Because they want to have more people come into their group, into their organization. I have a disclaimer. Yes. What is the disclaimer? My disclaimer is, could it be Russia? Well, Well, and here's my conspiracy. I'm putting myself on mute for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Let him finish his thought. Go ahead. (laughs) So so the alt-right wants more people, so they're capitalizing it. We will, definitely. Don't worry about it. Well, nope. can it's I say something? Yep, go for it. Um, yeah. uh, well, I couldn't even give, I couldn't give my little disclaimer out. Well, so, Mikey said, Mikey said, you know, about the whole, um, what did you say, Mikey? Gosh, because this little, Anthony's feelings are hurt. I don't Gosh. know why. I don't know. He's not so it was too kind to hurt. I was just going to say, with the way that the presidential election got hot, and with the way that, um, you know, all the stuff that happened prior to, and all the stuff that's going on with Russia, did he do it, do whatever, the whole most powerful thing in the world. Could it be that these things are being planted um, you know, the whole uh, Black Lives Matter thing, that was a, a Russian group spewing all it this was. stuff. Most of it, yes. They traced it back, yep. It was right. Russia. So could it be that Russia is doing, or if it's not Russia, another country That's not true, by the is way. doing the same thing? Some, okay. of it, some of that is true. They did trace some a of lot of the Black true. Lives Matter accounts back to Russia. Right, that does not mean Black Lives Matter was Russian. That meant that no, they traced the group that. on I'm the internet. About the account. There's a but difference between the, the group. And I don't hit. like the group, by the way. I'm, I'm so anti-Black Lives Matter, the group is ridiculous. But Oh, tell us how you really feel. So there's, but, but there is a difference between the two. I'll, you know. Yes, so I, I if I misspoke, I am talking a lot about of the, the internet-based stuff that's Yeah, a lot of the through. online stuff. Online, and that's where we're getting the majority of our stuff. Nobody barely watches cable. If it is, it's Fox News, it's CNN, or whatever the case may be. So it is, we're getting everything internet-based, which apparently has been hacked like a genius. What was the DEF CON that just happened? Were the 11-year-old that you were talking about hacked? That the voting machine. So if you can sit back, if you're not a quote quote superpower, but if you can sit back and turn the United States of America people against each other, we're deporting people that have been here for years. We're doing um, marches and protests. 
some of the stuff is valid. 98% of the stuff is valid. But the way that the hate is spewing on both sides, and it's not just both sides, on all sides, could it be another superpower doing that? That is my disclaimer. That is my conspiracy theory. Are there racist people? Yeah, the same amount of racist people that were here before. But all of a sudden, all of these people are just being into limelight. And it's not just social media. Because with social media, you have the right to report, block, do whatever. I mean, you was in Facebook jail, Anthony, for how long? You was in Facebook Facebook jail for like a week at one point? But yet, oh, the dumbest there stuff. are certain... Huh? Okay, right. And who was in Facebook jail stuff. over something silly? Like, it was, it was not even really that inappropriate. Really not that inappropriate. But you were on Facebook jail, but then you can get all these people to spew all these different hates. It's not being reported, but these different things that keep coming through and playing through, could it be another superpower? Disclaimer done. Oh, conspiracy theorists. Anthony, are, are are you going to take yourself off mute? I just want to say nope. something. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead and play, Jimmy. So, like, uh, like I was saying, I feel like, one, some of this stuff may not be, like, all manipulated. Like, most of it may not be. But I feel some of it is. And some of it may be to, like, draw attention to the fact that, oh, this may, this is happening. Or, okay, well, this needs to happen. You know, like, I guess when some white people see something that they don't like about immigrants and stuff, and it's like, oh, well, this needs to happen. And then all of a sudden there's uproar and there's new things happening where immigrants lose their rights more, other people lose their rights more. I feel like after all the immigration stuff is passed over, then they're going to start getting like to the people that have actually actually like have been here for longer than the immigrant jobs. And then they're gonna start taking our rights away. To the where it's the point to where it's all nothing but governmental government control everywhere. Everything's shut that's down. Called, yeah, that's called martial law. Yeah, that's and what I was coming. trying to think of it. Yeah, yeah it's that's called what martial I think law. It is. There's a term for that. And I feel like it's it doesn't matter regardless of what you are black or white, if you're not a part of the social status of the big elite people, then you're going to be shut down just like everybody else. But it's not going to be on the time that they think. Even rich people that think that they're in the elite circle are are not even going to be included or be safe in what I'm going to call the purge of the martial law. But the purge before the martial law. I feel like these things are happening on purpose and being seen on purpose and being put on air on purpose because they frighten us to get us armed. And even after we get armed or we do something about it, it'll be a crime against us or some sort of stupid thing that's going to be against us. And then, bam, all of our rights are taken away. Like, uh, people with the licenses are going to be... Uh, going to be in on it, people with um, P- 
people that just do anything for themselves are just going to be, like, gone. That are not even involved in anything. They're, they're just going to be wiped out. Everybody's going to be wiped out and even more slaves to the system. It's all nothing. I feel like all of this right now is just population control. A huge thing of population control. And that we're just witnessing, but no one's, like, noticing it. Because our population is decreasing. The more we, the more people die and the more people are getting, I guess, uh, deported out of this country. And by the way, Ramona Shanae, I, I feel like there's no thing, such thing as black on black crime because no one says anything about white on white crime, Hispanic on Hispanic crime, or anything like that. Whoa. Like ever. Whoa. I feel like it's the dumbest thing ever. Just like back in the 90s, they just started calling us African Americans. So... I just want to put that out there. It's, it's, I feel like black on black crime is the dumbest thing ever that's ever been said in Venice. Because you don't hear anything about like uh, Indian on Indian crime or religion crime, Muslim on Muslim. Like you don't hear things about that. So why should yes, black on black crime? No, you don't. You, you don't call it that. Um. Oh, Muslim on Muslim it crime. Is, Okay, you're looking at it from an American standpoint. But when you hit international news, oh, yes. There there are. It's called on Muslim, on Muslim crime and white on right crime is, is what it's called. They might call it a different type of a sect of a Muslim group where you have one sect of a Muslim group against another sect of a Muslim group. But you have to realize that when you're talking about black on black crime, and that that I'm sure that that can be another show, but black on black crime mainly exists here in America because there the majority of the slaves were brought here to America, so you have black on black, but when you go to other countries, they're not called black on black or white on white, living in Europe um as we did, it was always the Turkish against the Germans or the Germans against the Turkish. So they might be called a different thing, but when it comes down to checking the box on your nationality or your ethnicity, whichever which way it goes, it boils down to white on white or black on black, or um, yeah. where they have it at, where they have it as they don't say if you're um, it says you're Asian, but it does not say if you are Chinese or Japanese or Korean or Filipino or whatever. You have that type of crime. It's not going to say Korean on um, Filipino crime. They'll say Asian. No, Asian. they'll individually but it call exist. this person out. They'll individually call that person out. I wish the world was that perfect. I really do. And 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 part of the thing I, I hate. I love when we have the We the People show. But part of the thing that I hate about We the People's show is when we have to take the innocence away from the millennials. When we have to take the innocence away from you or Andre when Andre was um, on the show. When we have to show what this ugly world looks like and what that ugly world is. I love the fact that we can get your take and your views 
and and what you think should happen and and we, where we look for hope in what you're saying and when we look for hope when you all are protesting and going to places like the Charlottesville but then there's the ugly portion of it that says there's hope and when we was under President Barack Obama you know it was um, change yes we can yes we can yes we can but you have to have that realization of the ugliness that there is. There is racial profiling. There is black-on-black crime. There is black people calling black people the N-word. There is white people calling white people, you know, whatever the case may be. There are the elite white people that don't like the redneck white people. There is those things that do exist. That's what I'm saying, but they don't say that social media, though. They, they don't say it on social out. media? No, they don't. They don't say white on white crime or any other crime. They say black okay, on so black then, crime. Yes, they do say black on black crimes because that's, that is the, what is recognized. Which is stupid, though. They, indiv- they individually call that person if, it, if it's white on white crime. Oh, a white male did something to another white male named this person. They don't say yes. they don't say that with black people. They say, Oh, black another thing of black on black crime. That's that's basically what's that is it desensitizing to what other races they do? De- they desensitize the other the other portion of the other races, yes. So that goes exactly. back into where they're So why saying, should we why should we keep saying something like that? Because it is the ugly truth that that is lived. That is an ugly truth. But there are other truths about other races and things that they're doing that should be recognized as well. Okay, so let's go back. Let's take it to the Charlottesville. So Anthony Armand was talking about the white Klansman that actually took a gun and shot it. Um, and I believe, and I was reading the article, shot it at the black person and said, this is how you get uh, ends attention in a crowd. And now he gets to go and go to African-American museums with his Confederate head wrap on to try to learn about these things that African-American people do. So, yeah, or black people do. It's an ugly truth. Yes, we are treated differently. Yes, things are called to us differently. And, yes, they do want us to hurry up and forget and move on. Is it fair? I have a message no. here that says black on black crime is a fallacy invented to demonize black. Thank You're you. You're echoing. I'm sorry. Can you repeat? Because you echoed. I'm sorry. I turned on the echo effect. Hello? That's better. So what 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 did you say when we couldn't quite understand you, Anthony? Are you not okay? Sorry, no, no. Yeah, we couldn't hear you. Okay, he said black on black crime is a fallacy invented to demonize black people. All crime is statistically happening to the people who look like themselves, and it's because you are in proximity of each other. People who live near each other tend to do crime 
against people who live near each other. They don't go to the other side and do it. It normally happens. And that's why the whole part about black-on-black crime is full crap. I'm going back on mute, by the way. Thank you. Just like the whole African-American thing. That didn't start happening until the 90s. With the whole, what's that dude, Jesse Owens, or not Owens, Jesse something. Some dude, and he made it famous and started calling everybody. Everybody's not African-American. Everybody's not. They just say that because they don't want you to know who you really are and what land or what type of rights you have to what land that you can get back. So it's all bullcrap, in my opinion. And if anybody wants to argue, we can just go tit for tat and debate on it and look up facts. But I just feel like some of the stuff that we call ourselves and we say and that goes on the news shouldn't be said. It should be corrected. Well, that's their terms of being politically correct in an effort not to offend. But it's not politically correct. Just like now we found out that marijuana is a racist term and we should call it cannabis now. Right? Am I right or am I wrong? Please, somebody correct me. I've never heard that one. No, yeah, it's it's true. So shouldn't we, now that we know, shouldn't we correct it? Even if it is years later and even if everybody else is using the term. But now that we know it's racist, we should do something about it. So, I mean, we are, though. I mean, you've noticed that when we speak about cannabis now, we make sure not to use the racist term of marijuana. We cannabis. We were exactly. apparently being racist by ignorance. Because exactly. we just didn't realize. Like using the word Eskimo. Yeah, that's racist too. Even though I always thought it was a term used to classify a certain group of people, just like you would classify the Native Americans as Native Americans. But I, I never, I, I didn't realize until recently that Eskimo was a racist term as well. I just feel like that, like that, that term, the Eskimo term, and other terms, like I, I just feel like no one calls, white people don't call themselves white Europeans. Like, why do we call ourselves black ding, Americans? Ding, 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 if, we're, ding. if we're from America, then we're Americans, period. I don't like to call myself African-American, because if I said that to an African, they'd look at me like I'm retarded. Like, no, you're not from, you're not from our land. They don't even, res- some of them don't even respect us and think that we're nothing because we are so. Thank you, thank you. I, I think that would be Anthony Armand off of mute. <laughs> I think he's still on mute, but now he's just playing with the switchboard so we know how he really feels. Yeah, all right. I heard the ding, 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 ding. I just feel like that. I mean, that's what everybody should think. So, so I you mean, would not, you would not want the term to be called African American. I'm not from Africa, nor do I know any any family or like anybody back from Africa. So why would I claim something that I'm not? I'm Black American. That's what I or am. I'm not American. ashamed to. Oh, yeah, or just American. I'm not. I, if I knew my roots, 
I would be proud to claim them, but I feel like it's false for me to claim something that I have no idea about and that I know nothing, like, I haven't met anybody from that region, and, like, I can't even speak the language or know the history. So how am I able to claim that I'm African at all? Here's the thing with the African-American thing, okay? If your parents are from Africa and you were born here, you're an African-American. Your parents moved here from Africa. They're African-American, but they're still African. You born here, generations and generations and generations of you born here, you're an American because that's where you are now. Is that where y'all were originally from? No. You know it. I know it. They know it. But Mikey's people aren't originally from here either. But they don't call him blah, 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 American. Exactly. So They say white. It's racist. It is what it is. It right. is. They say white or they just call him an American. I'm proud to be an American. At least I know I'm free. They don't say, I'm proud to be African-American. You don't do that in songs. Yeah. Because now you're, you're, now you're separating people. You're, you're literally creating the divide, and you're creating it over and over and over and over again. You've created it so much and ingrained it into people that people think that you're crazy for mentioning anything about the fact that they're creating separation and ingraining separation into you. Exactly. We're all Americans. It's as simple as that. It makes no sense. I feel like I've done as a group of people from black, colored, Negroes, niggers, all these words. And it's just like if we were called originally what we were called, regardless of how they felt, we would know our history. We would know who we are. And where we came from. Like, for example, I'm glad you mentioned this from Ernest Sinead, but my grandfather traces, like, he can trace his um, ancestor thing non, at least eight generations back, well, seven generations back to where people got off the boat. But we don't know where that boat came from. If it came from here in America or somewhere from the coast of the islands or Africa itself. How are we supposed to determine things? We know what they look like, but we don't know where they came from. How are we supposed to determine ourselves if everybody else that's not us is determining it for us? It makes no sense. So, We're being lied to. I have a, I have a texture again, and he said uh, black people go through titles like babies go through diapers because of connotation. As long as yep. the majority of people think that being black is bad, we will always eventually hate the way people say any title with venom. We aren't equal, so they keep coming up with temporary fixes like black, colored, Negro, African-American. They're all the same thing. It's just something to differentiate us from everyone else, to let you know you don't belong here. Exactly. So is it an identity crisis? It is an identity crisis. We don't have one. I feel like we do. No, we, we, we... we don't have one. They give us one. Every time you make these labels, again, they give us one. Little oh. kids don't know they're different. They don't look at each other and be like, different. You're my friend. 
you know, it's like the two little boys that had the, you know, they went out and got like the same clothes and haircut and everything, so the teacher wouldn't be able to tell them apart. And one was a black kid, one was a white kid. You're taught the differences. All these things are learned behaviors. We're people. But what we're doing is separate, you know, and, and, and I tell folks, it's, it's like it's the dog thing all over again. If I took a German Shepherd in heat and a Chihuahua boy and put them in the same room together, they're going to make some things work. People will freak out because it's a German Shepherd and a Chihuahua, but all they're thinking about is dogs. We have taken the time out and said, hey, we're all different. You guys are different. I want a German Shepherd or I want a Chihuahua. And they don't care as long as it's a dog. Exactly. I rest my case. But they're I also the I'm same going. people that created those breeds of dogs. Because if you let all the dogs in the world get together again, all they're going to do is breed into one giant pool of what the original dog was like in the first place. Because they manipulated the dog. Dang, so there was just one breed of dog? Yes. Wow, that was cool. It was probably a big bear back in the day. Bear like it, it was a wolf. I mean, they they come from Yeah, that too. Oh really? Mike. But over time you can breed them down into making them look like whatever, you know, based upon you finding, you know, certain things that you like. I mean, hell, black people were bred for the longest in this country. That's why the term MF literally, you know, it means exactly what it means because they would breed mothers and their children together if they felt that them two had the best genetic, you know, appearances or, 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 you know, wow, he's tall, he's fast, you know, let's put them two together. So... Yeah, it's always happened. Welcome to America. Happened in England, too. Not England, but wherever. Not a kingdom. It Mikey. happened everywhere. True. Mikey's sleep. I'm not <laughs> What's up? But but back back to my, my thoughts on Charlottesville before, you know, I got taken over by, you know, the Ruskies. Here's my thought. Well, I'm sorry. That was my. Let me go on mute. Don't don't interrupt him again. He'll get his feelings hurt and go back on mute. And go right back on mute. Now we should enjoy right. this. I, but it, however, it wasn't feelings hurt. It was. I anger. let Mikey talk because he asked me to let him talk. And then when it was time for my rebuttal, <laughs> I was rudely interrupted <laughs> promptly by the right. I don't know who did so. that. And disclaimed. So here's my thing on that whole Charlottesville situation, okay? And it just pertains to what I was just saying, race being a man-made thing. But you have people capitalizing on that. There's always been groups that have capitalized on whatever else it is. I don't care if you were in an all-black country. If you went to Africa where there was nothing but black people, they capitalize on the fact that different tribes. As long as people can capitalize on stuff because people let them, people will. 
they're the alt-right, you know, they're the, the, the right boys or whatever they call themselves that, you know, just recently popped up. There's the KKK, the neo-Nazis, the skinheads. There's all sorts of hate groups, you know. There's a nation of Islam, all sorts of people who are going to capitalize on anything to keep people divided as long as it helps them further their own goals. Is it some giant masterful thing? Well, if you want to go back to the original giant masterful thing when race was created in the first place, because remember, there wasn't race. It was the haves versus the have-nots, and it always was until they created race. And the reason it came about in the first place was because the haves were about to get their tail kicked by the have-nots because the have-nots have always outnumbered the haves. And then they went and geniusly said to the white folks, hey, we're going to pay you more money for doing the same thing than we're going to pay these black people, and it created a level of separation. And that was all that was needed. And so now the white guys are like, man, I'm treated like crap by this dude, but I got it better than the black guy. You don't need yeah. much to separate people from each other. Kids do it at school all the time when they're coming up. They find that one little difference, and they use that as a wedge. It's something that is innate in folks, and you don't need a lot in order to do it. They capitalized on that by using money. It is always going back to the money. Because if I can keep you all separated, then I don't ever have to worry about you actually uniting against us in an actual, you know, decent common cause that would topple everything from the top down. And that was my point exactly. for the whole thing. Thank you very much. Yay, clap, 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 clap. I don't have clapping sounds. I do it for now. So anyways, Thank I you. feel the Appreciate same way about that. You're welcome. If I, like I said earlier, it's a it's a poor people versus the elite thing, and the elite people are gonna do this whole martial law on us because we're fighting against each other, and they're gonna be like they're gonna claim something fearful and be like, oh, we're scared for our lives and we shouldn't want this to happen happening again, so now we have to shut down everything, just like all these purgeful movies that are coming out. It's gonna happen. Everyone's gonna die. And it's going to it happen. has happened before. It's oh, based upon yeah. truth. Wow, I didn't know that. But yeah. it's going to happen. Hopefully not in my lifetime because I don't want that to happen. But then again, I try to, I'm trying to plan on living for five generations and dying at 105. But I don't know how that's going to happen. So... I just feel like we need to get ready for it. But how do you prepare for something that you know is going to happen, like martial law, without, you know, being noticed? Because obviously I know that they hear us talking about it, and they probably have some sort of weird tracking device on it for the people that know and that are aware somewhat of it, of what what may go on, what you are deeper conspiracy theorist than Mikey and Anthony combined. 
You have to be prepared for this kind of stuff. I, I, I didn't think it was possible. That's how you stop it, by talking about it. That's the whole thing, is is when they when they pull it out of wherever they're going to pull it from, they're going to do it in such a way to where they want to, they don't want anybody well, to I need you to clean that up. I need clean to what up? up? All your connotations there were very bad. When you what are you talking it, about? Whenever you're going to pull I, it I out from, so. they don't want to First of all, shut up. Shut up, sir. When, when it happens... When it Thank happens, you. they don't they don't want us to be able to see it coming. When whatever event it is happens that's gonna push them to declare martial law, they don't want they want it to be a surprise. They don't want anyone to see it coming. Just like uh-huh. we talked about how nine eleven did not go down the way they said it did, but nobody saw it coming. True. Right. It's it's shock and awe. They they don't want us to see it. They don't want anyone to see it coming. So the fact that we're talking about it and that people talk about it and do see the signs that are out there that are saying that it could happen, that's enough to deter it for now. It's when you have the generation or you have the the time to where we're all so focused on other things like the racial divide between America. It's They're trying to distract us with things that, there, there's a reason they're trying to divide us and distract us. Exactly. You know, the internet is your greatest tool, and it's also your worst enemy at the same time. You just have to be wary. Of That's it. very true. Because right now, you know, we found out stuff about like, you know, the the concentration camp, you know, preparations and stuff that we wouldn't have known about. You know, yep. you know, with all the WalMarts and everything, and. All the secret bunkers and yeah, you know, all this different stuff going on that you would have never known about had it not have been for communication between groups of people that was never possible before. So, also though, you have to be aware of all the stuff they put out there for disinformation, you know, because more important than any anything in a war. You know, more important than information is identifying the disinformation because they'll plant stuff in in there, you know, to mislead you and have you chasing, you know, your your tail down a hole for something that ain't even true, and then end up slapping you in the back of the head when you ain't paying attention. So. Yep. Especially with all the propaganda nowadays. Yep. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of propaganda. For both sides. That's the crazy thing. Usually they'll have it for just one side, but now it's for both parties. And it's just like, whoa. Propaganda is not new. It's just now it's a lot easier to distribute. Well, for, I feel like for some of the, for some of us as Manila, how do you say that word? Millennials, yeah, that word. Yeah, for younger people, I feel like it's harder for them to see it. But for older people that have been through, like, tragic events besides 9-11 and have heard about other tragic events that their uh, parents have went through, I feel like it's easier for you guys to see it. Whether, like, uh, unless it's, like, someone like me who's just like, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen because this right here 
or because of this. But other people don't know because they'll be like, oh, you're just crazy. Amen. So, I just but feel like... You know, why we, you know why we see it more, right? Because we've seen it happen in the past. I just said that. No, that's... So, I mean, it, it's not anything against the millennials. It's it's we've just we've seen more and and we've we've learned from what's happened in the past. But I feel like nowadays they'll just they'll see it and it'll be covered or they'll ignore it or and it'll just be covered up with something else. That a celebrity. Well, it's not even going to be that. Right. It. That's the thing is is movies and everything and entertainment are being used against y'all and there's more movies and entertainment out now. To where all this stuff yeah. that happens, everybody just thinks it's oh, it can't happen. Da 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 da. You know, there was a movie. And you you just watch too many movies. You watch like back in the days, the old thing was always you watch too much TV, and they just yeah dismiss you saying that you watch too much TV. And you come to find out that a lot of this stuff is true. So, but before we get too too stranded off, the whole Charlottesville thing last mm-hmm. year with Jack. You know, the woman getting ran over, um, all the fights breaking out, race riots and everything. Yes, I do believe it's part of a greater scheme, Mikey. It's all, but I you also believe it's something that's always been there. This is always. I still say Russians have something to do with it. I was just going to ask you know, if, you, the, if you'd be willing to say that it was a false flag. No. Because sometimes you don't need a false flag. Like I said, sometimes you don't need a false flag. There there was a Klan rally, and I want to say it was in Detroit, if I'm correct, one year, where everybody's like, why in the crap would you be marching a Klan rally through one of the blackest places ever? And what you figured was going to happen actually happened. And it's like none of the Klan got in trouble, all the black folks did, for retaliating because it's like, why are they walking through the middle of the hood? It, it's not always a false flag because I think the things really happen, and sometimes you use real events to your your behalf. You can make a situation happen. I'm manipulating. You knew it. when you correct. You knew when you put people in a certain. If I take a crackhead who's trying to recover, and every day I keep delivering crack to this man, I'm not saying that he will get it and do it again, but there's a high chance. That he's going to be like, he's going to have a bad day, and that's going to be the day that, you know, this delivery showed up. And he's going to be like, you know what? It ain't worth it. Oh, and just go back to his old ways. You put people in a certain situation, and you're asking for it. So the, false, the whole thing of, of a false flag is not really true. No, I think this is really true, but I also think it's really set up. You know, and having an anniversary march where these idiots showed up again, you know, albeit in D.C. and everything else, yeah, you're 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 kind of hoping that it happens again. Either way it goes, they get point. some sort of permission to be allowed to do these things, in my opinion. You have to get some sort of permission from somewhere, somehow, some way, to be able to march and have these events. I feel like you can't just do this stuff by your own, on your own, because it'll be shut down. So these people allow them to do it. 
Right. And luckily this year when they showed right, and now the thing last year, everybody was like, Wow, you're just going to allow these people to show up and do this stuff they're doing with no police, no nothing around. And you then allow the police that to come, happen. The police are protecting them. Right. And when black folks march, there's police everywhere. From the jump trying to stop them from marching and rallying and doing everything else. That was part of the reason Charlottesville got to the way it was. And then this year they're seeing approximately two dozen white nationalists rallied in the nation's capital on Sunday, one year after the um, clashes in Charlottesville, Virginia, left one person dead and elevated racial tensions in America. But they were vastly outnumbered by throngs of counter-protesters. So they tried to have another unite the right, but... It was a flop, basically, and nobody showed up. But, I mean, I'm figuring most of them wouldn't want to show up to Washington, D.C., because that's probably a very bad place to have a rally. Yeah. Despite, I, I you know, know, who's there. So. Just like. They're, they're trying. Uh, They've always tried. You said just like what? Uh, Just like, um. Uh, recent news about uh, Emmett Till's, I guess, um, his, not portrait or something, something uh, famous, uh, the, the sign about Emmett Till, um, what happened to him outside of where he's from, he keeps getting uh, shot up and disfigured. Like somebody had messed up the sign of the history talking about him. And police have said that this would be the third time and that this happened in that city. But I'm just like, y'all are letting this happen because you know what I'm saying? Y'all have cameras and stuff there that are able to look, but y'all aren't going to put something in a safer place for this historical event that happened to, you know, I guess, not happen again. But y'all letting this go on for such a while, it shouldn't be, like, you shouldn't even be allowed to touch historical things like that. But it is. So, I just feel like that's just stupid. Until the people figure this out, you can't. It's not going to be a government that figures it out or anything like that. It's going to be people having compassion for one another and realizing that people are people. There is one race, and it's the human race. And yes, we might all be from different tribes, because that's what it is. Truthfully, we're all different tribes, but all of us are people. So. Once that happens, you know, which biblically it's not going to happen, but, you know, we can hope, wish, and dream, I guess. Um, And then until then, we'll continue to tough it through. But I don't know. Um, We're going to dip out, though, because the end of the show, it's been great. Awesome hanging out with you all again for another night. Um, Ramona Sinead is going to try to get us to cover health care in America for those who don't have health care next week. So hopefully we can do that. Um, I'd like to try to get some kind of health care professional on the show or somebody willing, you know, to talk from like the uh, social services side of things and everything. Because if you don't have health care in this country and you get admitted to a hospital, good luck. If you do have health care in this country and you get admitted to a hospital, they're probably going to keep you longer than necessary because 
money. That's money. So. Yep. And they still ain't gonna tell you what's wrong with you. Voice of experience. Ain't gonna tell you a damn thing. Not nothing. Send you on your way. I'd like to add something. So, because Anthony just sounded so just dreary talking about it. Next week on We the People Radio, we will be tackling the problems in the great United States of America on health care. What's good, what's bad, from Obamacare to Trump care, everything that's going on with it. There are too many situations that are going on with health care and with these great racial divides and things such as that that are happening on. Guess what? We all have the same problem in um, same thing in um, common. Bad health care. We need to talk about yeah. it from medical yeah. marijuana. I'm sorry, medical cannabis. Excuse me, all the way down to a big farm for these really expensive CT scans for them to tell you that we don't know what's wrong with you. So, well, you've heard about the new health care plan, right? That they just unveiled. You've heard of Obamacare. No, listen. You've heard of Obamacare and Trump Care, right? They got the new one, and it's just called I Don't Care. Good grief. I thought that one was pretty good. Healthcare no, I, industry, was I don't care. I don't care. See, thank you. I appreciate it. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh. And before everybody else, you know, says their goodbyes, um, I want to give a really quick shout out to, you know, um, there's some sad news that did come through um, Central Georgia um, with the passing of one of the great teachers. Miss Etheridge, um, Jones County High School, passed away in a car accident yesterday. Um, she was a teacher, Caucasian, um, since we say race, and she transcended all racial barriers, divides. She didn't care if she was black, white, Indian, Puerto Rican, Mexican, Spanish, Italian, whatever. You was going to learn math, and she was going to break it down for you. So to the Etheridge family, our thoughts and prayers are definitely with you. Um, and may she continue to rest in peace. Yeah, same. Anthony, you're on mute. I'm not on mute. I was giving a moment of silence. Okay, you're supposed to tell people when you're giving a moment of silence. That I was I was thinking the same thing. Aren't, aren't you supposed to let us know that that's what you're doing? She is. Sorry. Otherwise, we're disrespectful and not meaning to be. That's okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Thanks for for listening. Thanks for uh, for talking, guys, and help here next week. Same bet time, same bet channel. Good night. Good night.